Hey guys, quick note, we are now on Clubhouse and we're doing weekly Tuesday and Thursday rooms so you can stop by and we're just chatting parenting stuff in there. Hopefully we can get an actual club going once we do enough lives. So come check us out on Clubhouse. You can search for our names, Eric Smith or Dustin Lopez. Um, my username is uh, the Bearded DJ on there like everywhere else. I'm not sure what Dustin is, but check it out. Also, Patreon, still there. Um, we are going to start doing more lives in the Facebook group, and also we are starting the Patreon private feed for the podcast where we're going to talk about some more personal stuff that we won't uh, talk about on the public feed, just get a little bit more candid, um, and hopefully have some of the patrons on to join us there as well. Um, so just something to support the show. Thanks a lot. Enjoy this episode. It's a long one. Welcome to New Dad, Newer Dad, episode number 77. I am Eric Smith, and I'm here as always with Dustin Lopez. Hi, Eric. How are you, Dustin? I'm well. You're well? Do you want me to ask you how you are? No, no. I, you can expand on how you are if you want. Oh, I'm uh, I'm well. Um, challenging week, but, uh, you know, I'm having a lot of joy Uh like pop up in each day um from like the little things that mean like a huge amount um i'll give you for instance i got a i got a text message from uh a very dear friend of mine's from elementary school and and middle school and high school that um you know i i went over their house every day and uh his father passed away um at the end of uh, December, and it was a challenging, uh, a challenging thing to kind of go through. And his uh, and and Jeff's mom um, <laughs> reached out with a, a picture from when we were kids of uh, a, a story of sorts that um, I shared with his mom uh, about how I really had a fond memory when I was a kid, and we created the world's tallest paper structure in our minds. It was like the world's tallest paper structure, and it was higher than the house. And uh, they, Dave and Sandy, put a took a picture of it at the time, and you know I didn't think that anything like that was even around anymore. Um, you know, a picture of something like that. But uh, Jeff's sister was in town recently, and uh, Sandy took a picture of it and sent it to me. And um, you know, it was like a really you know kind of challenging day, and. It was just that one moment that was like, you know, click of a finger, everything kind of flipped. And it was like, wow, this is just like, you know, I had the biggest smile on my face. And uh, that's happened a few times this week. I, I feel like um, I said this earlier today. I feel like there's people looking out for me. I feel like there's people that care about me. I feel like there's people that are, you know, that that are just constantly there and you don't even know they're there for you. Um but it's those times where you have like a challenging day and like they appear or something they do appears and it's like, boom, you're, you are taken care of. You are loved. You are, um, you know, they do have your back. They are involved in your life. They, they feel for you. They, they want to help you. Um, and, and so I think that no matter how you're feeling, you know, your friends, your family, the people you surround yourself with, they, they, uh, they just want the best for you and they want you to be happy. And, um, you know, it's, it's hard to see that when you're having a challenging day. And so, um, 
I was just really happy a few times this week where I just felt like really well taken care of by people that were so 10 steps removed from my normal everyday life. And um, it just felt really good. You know, it's only Tuesday. What do you mean only Tuesday? It doesn't, I mean, because you said like, uh, you know, it's been a challenging week and it doesn't feel like Tuesday to me. I wasn't sure if you... Like, I mean, I, I feel like the last week, like when I say like the last week, I mean like the last seven days yeah. um, have been particularly challenging. Um, and I just, I, you know, I look back at the last week of my life from last Tuesday to now, mm-hmm. and uh, I've had a lot of, a lot of moments like, you know, this morning I, I got onto a call uh, with uh, Isaac and um, subsequently his mother. And she's a she's an attorney, and she was just advising us on a couple things. But every time I walk away from a conversation with that woman, I feel like I want to be her absolute best friend. Like she is like the nicest woman on the face of the planet. You know, I learned some stuff today that I thought was just really inspiring, and I felt like she was, you know, she's like so far removed from me, but she was there to like, you know, have my back, and um, you know, you just have those experiences and. It's it's really hard to see that sometimes. Really, really, really difficult to see that people around you care about you. Yeah, and I'd, um, I'd like to head. I'd like to find some of those people. Well, I, very funny. You know, I was going to say to you actually specifically that you know I know that uh, there have been some times recently where you haven't been feeling like a hundred percent, and I think that part of it, at least what I'm realizing now in this like moment of clarity is that sometimes it's just about like reaching out to people and saying that you're not okay. And like, and, and kind of giving that little bit of vulnerability. Sometimes it just takes that to get those people to like come in and um, you know, you see those things on Facebook and stuff like that all the time. Like, Hey, check in with me if you're having a rough time, like it, mm. but it's really difficult to go the other way with it. Like, Hey, I'm really having a rough time. Because yep. that vulnerability is not really, you know, a socially acceptable, and b, it's not something that, especially as a, uh, you know, this is going to sound gender biased, but as a man, I don't really want to like, you know, break that kind of like mold. I feel like I'm supposed to fit, and like, you know, admit that I'm having a, a troubling time. Mm. Yeah, I I am somebody that that checks in. Like, if I don't hear from a friend for a while, I'm someone that checks in on people. And and that's why I feel like I've been close. Like I've been a best man like a bunch of times, because um, I'm I'm just always that person that's like you know keeping stuff going and checking in on people or just like I'll just text my buddy and be like, hey, I love you, I miss you, you know, just to start a conversation. But I feel like I don't I don't maybe it's just because I'm the one that's always doing that. Uh, but I don't I don't really get that in return from from all that many people. But is it because you're putting up? you know, uh, you're deflecting or you're, or you're always being the person that, that you want other people to be for you. And you're just that person, but you're, you're never really allowing other people to take care of you. I don't think it has anything to do. Like, I would love it if someone would check in on me every once in a while that, that I haven't heard from where, you know, I, it doesn't have to be, it feels like it's always from my side, you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm just that person that, that keeps relationships going. Yeah, do you feel like you parent that way as well, like in your relationship with June? What do you mean? 
I don't know. I'm just like, as you're talking out loud and maybe I'm being presumptuous, but you know, what am I really good for otherwise? Um, I feel like maybe that's a, um, something that is a common theme in um, your relationship with June and, in, you know, how you parent and like you being the person that's like the default as we used to talk about. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you're there to take care of everything and you're there to take care of, you know, the family and you're there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess so. Similar. And all this actually ties into what we're going to do today pretty well. Um, as far as the taking the Enneagram, and I think we both did the Myers-Briggs before we started. So we'll do the Enneagram in a second. Um, just a little bit about what's going on over here with the kids before we do that. We we got Quinn off of pacifiers over the weekend. We just Oh, my. And we're like, sorry, Quinn, they're gone. And I don't even think she, she didn't ask for one tonight. I think tonight was the first night where she wasn't like looking for it and asking for uh-huh. it. But also she's been sleeping in her big girl bed. Um, that's been a little bit of a challenge, like being in that, obviously she's getting out more um, and it's taking longer for the whole bedtime process. Uh, Cause she's not, you know, trapped in the crib um, last night. She, they got, they were up until like 10 last night. They just would not go to sleep. And then Quinn walks into our room at one thirty, and she's like, I want to sleep with you. And, and then I walk her back to her, her room, lay down with her. She falls asleep sitting up like on me. And then I fell asleep for a second for, and I didn't go back to bed till two thirty. And then she woke up <laughs> at four thirty, and then just woke up the rest of the house. Or me and Bo and June. I let June sleep until her normal wake up time. That's uh, rough. So yeah, I'm I've been up since four thirty, which is not a normal thing for me. Yeah. I mean I'm yeah, I'm, that's not me, perhaps. Oh a little, little bit of good stuff like with the pacifier and the and the you know, getting her into a bed and we'll get through it, but that's just wanted to throw that in there. That's that's what we're, we got going on right now. Well, um, that's not not does not sound like a fun thing. But that also sounds like there's some good things. I didn't even know that um, that was still a thing with her. And that's now I have a question for you in regards to the pacifier. Yeah. Because um, my experience has been with the two kids that Mateo was obsessed with them and Solomon. He, you know, he likes it. I mean, he sleeps with it, but after he wakes up, he's done. Like, he doesn't care. Right. So, what kid was like what? And is for, you know, like... Bo Bo just never needed a pacifier. We had had some in the house for him, like the the Wubbanub and stuff, and he just never... Like, June, or uh, Quinn ended up getting his Wubbanub. Um... And she wanted, I mean, she loved the pacifier. She wanted a pacifier all the time. Um, and Ford, he just, he only gets it when we put him down to sleep or if we're in the car because he goes crazy in the car. Um, but other than that, he's not like looking for it or asking for it or anything. So hopefully we can keep that up and then get rid of it while he's sleeping before he becomes like super aware of it and can ask for it. I wonder if my experience is going to be where like Solomon doesn't really want it, but then he won't 
let it go very easily. Like, cause it's a bedtime thing. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Have you tried not giving it to him? I mean, he's only 11 months. I don't, I don't know when you're supposed, I think you're supposed to take that away at like two. Oh, 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 I thought for some reason I thought you were talking about Mateo. No, I mean, he's been off of it for, I think he, I think he turned two and we were done or like yeah. right before his second birthday. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to worry about Solomon yet. Yeah. But I'm saying though, that like, I'm worried about the future in terms of because it's only a, a sleeping thing. You know, is that something that will be harder to break because it's only during a certain time of the day? Cause he could care less about it during the, the middle of the day when he's, up and crawling around and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Mateo still sleeps with a blankie, like a little. We, you know, we used to tie the little burp cloths to, um, to the end of a, uh, a pacifier. You know, those organic pacifiers that we that we bought, and like, um, he still takes the blank. He still sleeps with the blankie part. You know, probably like half the time, and then he has like an actual blanket too. Do you give your kids pillows, by the way? Yeah. Like Quinn sleeping with a pillow. Mm-hmm. Are they like tiny little pillows or like are yeah, they like animals? No, they're normal people pillows. Normal people pillows. Their head isn't like jacked up like they they rarely end up sleeping on them. Uh, I see what you mean. Like they move around so much that by the time they fall asleep, they're like curled up in a ball and like one portion of the bed. Hmm. They're there. That's the other thing. Like Bo has his uh, poop stuffed animal that the poop emoji stuffed animal that he's had since before he was born. And that's like his safety thing. Mm-hmm. And besides the pacifier, Quinn doesn't have anything like that. Mm. See, that's what I mean. It's like opposite from when they were like little. Mm. Huh. Bo, Bo always does this weird thing. Like he puts it up to his face and then he goes, like he's smelling it, but moving his lips like he's kissing it almost, but he's not quite touching it. It's really weird. It's just, it's just a kid being a kid. It goes like this really close, but not touching. Yeah. And I'm like, it's whatever. It's fine. We're out of it eventually. Mateo started um, like growling and howling like a, like a wolf. Uh-huh recently and so like you'll put it i like put him down for a nap and i like, like it's just wretched like banshee screams almost it sounds like through the monitor but then you like go up to the door and he's like trying to growl and, like play games in his bed and um i'm like it's just a phase i hope this is just a phase because it's mm-hmm. horrible yeah he'll forget once he like figures out something new that he likes he'll forget about it but yeah, Quinn and Bo went through that where they were just howling for days. Yeah. All right. Do you want to get started here on our Enneagram? Um, yeah, I don't know. Do we want to do the Enneagram first or do we want to do the, the um, you know, your person well, type finder personality test? We already have the, the results of the Myers-Briggs one. So, I mean, we can just compare those to our results once we get done with the Enneagram. Oh, okay. Cool. Probably be a good way to go about it. Um, so if anybody wants to follow along, we are doing, um, the Enneagram test, uh, personality test on truity.com. 
does it say? Oh, there it is. Okay. Which is, it's six pages of questions. Um, the Myers-Briggs is on this website too. And it, it only took about, how long did it take you? Not even 10 minutes, right? Yeah. I mean, about, I've already, I mean, I've done these tests in the past a little bit, but it was like a good refresher. Yeah. I've done the Enneagram. I've, I don't remember what my thing was on there. Yeah. And I've done like the disc. And oh, you did a disc assessment once. I've never done that one. That's the one I did for real estate. Like the ah. brokerage likes everybody to do it so they can kind of get a feel for, you know, how you're going to be within the organization. And I mean, it, it was pretty right on. Um, I forget what I was, but I remember the big thing being like, um, you like, I like my paperwork to be accurate. Mm. But when I turn it in, like I want everything, I want to have all the paperwork organized and ready to go and turn in correctly the first time. Um, all right. So you have this pulled up on yours too, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're on Patreon, um, in our group, you can see the video. We're going to be doing this live. Um, so the first couple of pages of questions are, uh, mark each statement based on how well it describes your personality, and it gives you four boxes to check, ranging from inaccurate, neutral, to accurate. Five boxes. Five boxes. Um, what are we going to call? Do you want to call accurate five just to make it a little bit easier to? Yeah, one through five. Okay. First up, I strive for perfection. What do you? Uh, what do you got? Yeah, so this is this is a hard one for me, but I I definitely say inaccurate completely because I am not a perfectionist. So you're gonna do a one? I'm gonna do a one. See, I would I would disagree with you on that. For me? Yeah. So I look at I look at this statement, and this is you know probably the longest explanation out of all of these questions. So bear with us, but I really I could do something 98 percent, and I'm fine. I do, I'm not a perfectionist. Like, it does not have to be 100%. Like, case in point, you know, anything it is that I work on. Like, <laughs> it's like, if it's, go- if it's good, then that's, you know, good enough for the time being. And then you always look to improve. Like, I'm an improver. Right. So, I, like, I'm good at, like, 80%. And then if I get to, like, 82 the next week. And then, like, you know what I mean? You're always working towards being better. All right. So, the way I... The way I looked at this question was like, so there's certain things that I'll do. Like if if I'm going, like when I went to get my driver's license, I do the research, I find out what I need, and I get every piece of information or piece of paperwork that I need so that I don't have to do it again. Mm. So there's things, certain things that I do like that, and then there's other things where I'm just like, eh. Mm-hmm. So using that, methodology i would mark myself as neutral Hmm. yeah i would agree with that i would agree with that for you all right we're not we're not going to analyze all of these that much but um, so so you're uh, sticking on one on that one i'm 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 sticking on a one for that i'm a i'm a one three five kind of guy just so you're aware on these tests see i'm a i'm a five (laughs) like five four uh two mostly Ah, yeah, I'm one, three, five. All right. I work hard uh, to be helpful to others. 
Yeah, I put a five on this one. You put a five on that one? Yeah. Wow, very interesting. Depends on... I, I would put a four for myself on that one. Because if it's something I'm interested in and someone that I really want to help, I'm going to be very helpful. And then what about, is it important for, uh, to me that other people like me? That is going to be a two for me. Yeah, could have guessed that from a million miles away. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure our, our three-star review could have said that about you as well. <laughs> um, and I am uh, I am a number five on this one because I, uh, I can't stand it when people don't like me. Wow, very interesting. Well, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, there's no like way on you're doing all these fives. I just feel like it's I don't know. It, you don't give any room for any kind of leeway or anything. No, no. I hate it when I hate it. See, it's like the opposite statement is it is important to me that other people don't hate me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's a hundred percent. I do not like it when somebody hates me. So I'm going to go with a five. Uh, It's important for people to like me. Yeah, five for sure. It's important for me that the people that I like, like me and trust me. But for people that I don't, I don't care really. That's then I don't care at all. Yeah. And there's more of the latter than the the former. Well, and I guess that's a good segue into the next question. Is it important to achieve great things? I, I would say neutral for me. Really? Yeah, because it's like some things, yeah, I, I do. And then other things, I'm just like, eh, whatever. Wow. I'm a five on this one. Okay. Like if I if I don't achieve, achieve great things, I feel like a part of me will feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. So that's really important. Okay. Um, I make more significant contributions than the average person. Yeah. So what do you, what do you, this is a funny question. I actually had a a note on this. What do you define as the average person? Cause it uses this phrase in this test a few different times. I don't know. See, I didn't go through the test before. Oh, okay. Well, so what do you define as an average person? I don't know. What are, what I would be more concerned about what is the, the, what's significant contributions? Ooh, good. I didn't think about that that way. Cause you have to define that before you can define how much the average person gives. Yeah. I mean, the way that the way that this question reads to me is society. your guy that comes home from a nine to five drinks a six pack of beer and like, or drinks a few beers and then like, you know, goes to bed, rinse, repeat the next day. Like to me, that's your average person. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm answering the question because of this and it's, I might sound hoity toity, but like, I do feel like I make more significant contributions than the average person. Like I'm always trying to better myself. I'm trying to better my family. I'm trying to better society. And um, I mean, even like, I don't think that either of us could answer this question and host a podcast uh, and not make significant. You wouldn't be doing something that was just. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Um, So I was, I was going to go with neutral, but I guess I'll go with four. What do you think? You're really into like the fours and the twos. It's it's tough for me. Yeah, I mean that's just the kind of person I am. Dustin. Yeah, I guess that's. I mean, you're right, and and we we all answer the questions. Myers Briggs. It's uh, it's split right down the middle. Really. Okay, so yeah, I mean, four. I, I would agree with four on you. Okay, I feel my emotions very deeply. 
So emotions can be a lot of different things. The, yeah. the way the, the statement is like almost like a connotation of sadness. Mm-hmm. And um, that's not how I read this. I'm a very emotional person. So yeah. when I feel an emotion, I feel it to like the nth degree. So for me, I'm a number five on this one. Okay. Would you would you be surprised if I said I was number five also? I would 100% agree with that. Except okay. I would say that my my like little star, my little like notation on that one is that more often than not it's like towards the left than the right like for me yeah like more like on a eeyore, day, eeyore day, type day. emotions than the other ones right see i feel my emotions very deeply that doesn't that doesn't doesn't necessarily say how many emotions i have to feel or how you outwardly express them right like well, we june and i went to our valentine's day dinner tonight right Mm-hmm. And she started talking about my grandma, and I started to cry. I, I never heard you talk about your grandma. Uh, moving on. Okay. I, <laughs> um, I have a sense that other people will never truly understand me. Yeah. So, so for me, I feel like I'm the weirdo. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the kid that made like a paper structure taller than the house. Like, who does that? Um, I've always been really philosophical and really kind of out there doing a million different things. And I don't think anybody really ever understood like why it was that I had five different jobs or like wanted to do a podcast and do, you know, five different businesses and raise a family and work on a house and all that kind of stuff. So for me, number five. I feel my gut is saying two for me on this one. So you feel like people understand you, you know, pretty clearly. Yeah. But didn't you just say that you have a lot of emotions that you don't necessarily outwardly express. No, I mean, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily have to do with people understanding me. Well, let's just peel back the layers of the onion here. Doesn't doesn't it mean that if you're not, if they don't really understand the true you and the true you is the one that feels all these emotions, then people will never truly understand me. So they, I don't think that they really ever will understand you because I feel like you kind of put up walls mm. and the real you is behind on the other side of the wall. Yeah, but I think people understand that. People don't understand who you really are, though, because you put up the wall. Yeah, but that's what I want them to understand. But so the answer to the question is that people will never really understand. Truly, yeah, they truly understand that I. Yeah, that's how I am. <laughs> that's how you are, but they don't understand you. <laughs> that's me. No. No, who you are is the person behind the wall, Eric. Okay, sh- what should I put? Neutral? To me, I, I mean, you answer it however you feel. Put a two. So for me, I would put a four or a five. In the sense that the other people will never truly understand me. Does it matter if I care? You, you, you can't say me and say, oh, the fake me. I'm sticking with two. Go ahead. That's fine. This is your test. The next two are pretty pretty straightforward, I feel like. Um, I think deeply about things and I am prepared for any disaster. I am prepared for any disaster is a one for me. No. Really? no wow. No, a two. Because I'm prepared for things. I, I see things like I'm I'm always aware of everything that's happening, but it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that I'm prepared for everything. Helicopter Dustin says, I am prepared for anything. <laughs> I'm always 10 steps ahead, you know? Yeah, but I'm like that too, but I'm just not, I don't know. 
Maybe, maybe that, this is wrong. Maybe I'm not too. Cause I feel like in some kind of emergency, I'll kind of uh, like, I'll, my understanding is correct. Like I'll, if I'm calm and collected during something, is that being prepared for a disaster? Um, See, I was thinking like, thinking, thinking like way, like way ahead. Like I have like months and months of savings or something like that's what I'm thinking about. Cause I don't have that. No, no, I, well, yeah, I mean, does that, I guess so. Well, that, I mean, that's just one thing, but that's like the thing that jumps out to me in this question. No, but I think that prepared is a general feeling like you're boiling it down to finances in that instance, but I don't think that in my daily walking life, my head is on a swivel and I'm aware of everything happening around me. Yeah. And you're ready to like, you know, if something bad were to happen, you would know like what to do. I'm already thinking about the thing that's the, that's bad. That's going to happen to me. Right. Exactly. And I think that that correlates to the previous question. I think deeply about things like, yeah, I think deeply about things and I prepare myself for any disaster. Like, Five and five for me. All right. So should I go change to a four for the disaster question? I mean, if I was guessing about you, yeah, I would say that you're pretty pretty self-aware. And I think I'm going to do four for deeply think about things. Sure. Do you have any ones or fives at this point? Um, I feel my emotions very deeply. And that's a five. Okay. We're only on the first page, Justin. We got to go a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, it is important to me to avoid pain and suffering at all times. This was my first middle of the road neutral. Mm-hmm. I don't do this all the time. I don't, I mean, sometimes it's okay to feel pain. Sometimes it's okay to feel suffering. Um, I don't try to av- avoid it, but I don't like seek it out either. Yeah. I'll say, I'll say neutral on this. Um, I seek out experiences that I know will make me feel happy or excited yeah, 100%. I'm a thrill seeker. I love building businesses. I love all that stuff. You know, put me in for a five on this one. Yeah, I don't know if I can put a five. No one's asking you to. <laughs> you know. But I think you do like to be happy and excited and, and seek out experiences like that. I've You've had those stories in your life. Yeah, I'm going to put a four. Uh, I see the positive in every situation. Um, so for me... I try to see the positive in every situation. I feel like I'm an optimist. Um, you know, so that's, I try to see the positive in every situation. I don't always see it, but right. I do try. Right. I, I have to do this for June because she's exactly the opposite, but I also am very aware of the negative. I'm going to put four for that one. Uh, am I? No, I'm going to put neutral for that. Are you afraid to tell someone when I think when you think they're wrong? I am not afraid to tell someone when I think they are wrong. Uh, this one for me was kind of a neutral one. Um, again, not something that I'm, you know, overtly looking to tell people they're wrong all the time. But I, I certainly speak up when I see something. Hmm. I'm going to put a two on this. Two on that? Wouldn't you say that you are not afraid? So you yes, I am. Oh wait, wait. You are not four. A four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Last one on this page. I let other people make decisions. Up to four. You weren't afraid to tell me I was wrong on that. Yeah. Well, because I care about you. I let other people make decisions. Uh, I put a one on that one. I do not like letting people make decisions for me. 
about me, around me. I usually like the one to be the to one make decisions. All right, I'm gonna put a two on that one. You don't like it either. No, but in certain situations, um, I'm okay letting go of the wheel. But most of the time, no. Hmm. Okay, well, page two. I appreciate having rules that people are expected to follow. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm gonna five on this. I'm a four. I'm concerned about security more than anything else. Yeah, a hundred percent. I love security. I love stability. Yeah, one of a four. I think a lot about what will happen in the future. I think we both already answered this one. Um, it's kind of a repeat question. I put a five on this one. Wait, what? Where did we answer this one before? Uh, on page one, kind of like being aware yes. around your surroundings and disaster and future and that kind of stuff. I'm gonna put. See, I want to put a two or a three because I don't like. I don't like overthinking about the future. Yeah, I see what you mean on that. So it's in a disaster situation, you're aware of it because it's worst case scenario. But generally speaking, like the disaster is like imminent, you know? Yeah, right, 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 right. I see what you mean. All right, I'm going to put two on that one. Yeah, I would agree with your two. I don't fit in with ordinary people. Yeah, I'm a five on that. I do not fit in with ordinary people. People, I don't like being. Another, this is my second five on here. Wow. Um, I don't know. I feel like you do fit in pretty, pretty well, man. I, I, mean, I here's the thing. There's a difference between fitting in and, uh, blending in. Mm. I blend in very well. I don't think I fit in. Like, I don't want to, I don't like talking to normal people <laughs> or yeah, people. You don't like, you don't like, uh, I see what you mean. You're yeah. Blending and fitting in. You're, you're right. You're right. Like I am a very forgettable presence to like a a new group of people or even like, you know, just a large group of people that don't know me. And I kind of fit in more with like an, an alt kind of, you know, group of sorts. Yes. I'm not a fan of Sebastian Maniscalco. If that is, uh... there is rarely a good reason for changing how things are done. I say inaccurate. Number one, that sucks. Screw the man. That's a that's a kind of a shitty question because it's like, are they done well and like proficiently? Because if that's the case, then why change it? But yeah, I just yeah, I don't. I'm not going to analyze that one. I just don't like the man. I don't like doing things the way that they're supposed to be done. I just want to make it happen. What are you putting one here? I'm putting a one. There's really a good reason for changing how things are done. I'm going to go neutral on that. Uh, next one. I always finish my chores. <laughs> Number one, definitely not. Um, I'm gonna go neutral on that. I am always trying to be a better person. A hundred percent. If nothing is more evident in this podcast, I am always trying to be a better person. Point in case. Today I learned that Asians are a minority <laughs> in America, and that was something that, being a privileged white male, I did not understand until today. I appreciate Eric for being an amazing friend and opening my eyes and my mind to more better things. I, I was almost going to go with two, and then I was like, no, neutral. But now I'm like thinking about it, and I like this year has changed so much. I'm, I'm going to put a four. I don't know. I just I, I feel like I want to be better for the kids and for myself and for just as as a whole. And as a white guy, um, I think I owe the world to be better. I check carefully for mistakes and errors. You're not going to get too many of these from me, Eric. On this one, I put a three. I'm neutral. 
Sometimes I do it. Sometimes I don't. It's a tough one. What do you, what do you think I'm between on this? I think that you are pretty meticulous. So I would put a four. Yeah, I was going to put a four. Um, I like to be around people who I can help. What do you got on this one? I like being helpful if I'm good at the thing that needs help with. But it's asking if you like to be around people. Who around I can help. People who I can help. You could, you like being helpful, but maybe only to the people you like. <laughs> I'll just go neutral on that. I um I put a five on this. I, I really do like helping anybody. If somebody pulled me on the side of the street and said, Hey, I need business advice, hey, I need I need help with my kids, I need you know, whatever. I need an extra dollar. If I didn't feel like you were going to spend it on booze, then, you know, I'm definitely pulling the dollar out of my pocket and giving you bus fare or whatever it is you need. All right. Uh, I, feel, uh, I like to feel that I am an important person in my social groups. I put a five on this one. I, I definitely do feel like I am an important part of the social groups that I'm involved with. Um, yeah. Number five for me. I, I, I know I feel that way and I know I am. So put four. Uh, it's important for me to be successful. Yeah, I mean, 100% on me. Um, I feel like success is important and everybody should be striving to be successful and, and you know, better themselves. Would it be weird if I put a three on this? No, I think that's corollary to the last page. Uh, the organization I belong to would not function well without me. The organizations I belong to would not function well without me? What'd you put here? Just going to go neutral on that. I, uh, I put a five on that one. That's no surprise uh, to anybody here. I often feel overtaken by my emotions. Uh, this one was neutral for me. I didn't feel like this happens all the time, but sometimes it does, and that's okay. I'm going to go with a, t- a two, because I don't think uh, depression counts as emotions. Mm. <laughs> Interesting thought. I have always felt different from other people. I've always felt different from other people. Um. I'm going to go with a two on that. I'm going to go with a five on that. Does that contradict my thing about? Don't worry about it. It's what you're answering in this question. I like to analyze things from every angle. Well, I think that just answered that question. Yeah, I put a five on this one too. I think it's a more um, male dominant trait um, to be analytical in this, in this nature. All right. I'm a four. Uh, I always have a plan for what I would do if things go wrong. That's a disaster question for me, so I put a five. I don't think it is a disaster question. I think the way we perceive the disaster question was like an imminent threat. Well, what if things go wrong? What's the difference between things going wrong and a disaster? I mean, things went wrong last year. I didn't have a plan for a pandemic, did you? No, but I don't think that that's what this question is asking I think that it's saying, do you, can you quickly think through things and like fast enough to, you know, you know, maneuver and get through whatever is happening that's wrong. And uh, I feel like I always have kind of an idea of what's going to happen. And, you know, that idea gets me by enough. So what did you put? I put a five. I always have a plan for what things are going to go wrong. Like things go wrong every day. Are you kidding me? Describer enough. Like it could get by enough. That to me doesn't signify a five. It's I always have like I run into so much shit in every single week, especially in the last few months that like I have no way of avoiding shit. Like uh, and every single time I'm like, OK, this is what we're going to do. Boom. Done. And then we get through it. And you know, next day the sun rises and everything's fine. 
I avoid situations that bring up negative feelings. Yeah, I do that all the time. That's five a four. for me. I'm put a four. I seek excitement. I'm a neutral on this one. Yeah, I can take it or leave it. I'm yeah. not. I'm not going uh, like making plans to go bungee jumping. But I, um, I would down if someone came to me with it. You know, uh, next page. Yeah, this is page three. Um, I'm good at seeing the bright side of things when others complain. What'd you put out here? I want to put four. I bet you that surprises a lot of people that are listening right now. Yeah, I tend to go the opposite direction when someone's yeah. talking about something. Just in general. So if someone was was talking about the bright side of something, I'd probably find reasons why it wasn't. And then yeah, the opposite. yeah. I uh, I said neutral on this because I feel like with this one. Um, somebody, you know, says, oh my God, this person, you know, died or this person had something that happened to them or, or, or whatever. I feel like from an emotional support standpoint, I'm not looking for the bright side of things. I'm usually just saying, yeah, that sucks. I'm really sorry that that happened to you. Um, you know, I want to be here for you. You know, I'm not sitting there going, oh, let's look for the bright side of things like that, you know, sucky situations. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't do that. I just mean like, in general, like when June June's complaining about stuff or, mm, or I see what you mean. Mystic, then I'll be be like, well, and then what about this? Um, but yeah, now like with death, I can I can barely process death or like uh, confront it. I I just freeze up if when when even told about death. Like I don't know what to say to people. Hmm. nothing nothing seems right. I do not hesitate to call people out when they are behaving badly. I feel like this is a repeat question again. I put neutral again because I'm not always calling people out, but I kind of call people out sometimes. A repeat of um, avoiding situations with bad feelings? No. Yeah, kind of. I do not hesitate to call people out when they are behaving badly. Um, I'll go neutral on that. Next question is, I go along with what other people want. What do you think in there? Uh, Two. I'm a four. Yeah. Next question is people should follow the rules instead of doing what they feel like doing. Uh, if you've ever had road rage. I'm a five. I'm a five on this one too. I love rules. And if you follow the rules correctly, you can still drive fast. I see no relationships that offer me some type of protection. I, I don't, I don't think like, I've never even thought about this. This is a really, really deep question. I think it's just an instinctual question. Like, do you do that? Do you not? Because if you think about this for too long, um, I think it's easy to get caught up in the the ins and outs of this question. Um, I, I answered a five on this because I'm pretty self-aware at this point now with the emotional maturity that I have. Uh, and I always seek to gain more. Um, and and I, I definitely do this. So I'm a five on this one. All right, I'm putting a three. I can clearly visualize what could happen in the future. Another question about the future. I put a five on this one. I'm I'm gonna put a two. And what, after, what could happen? Yeah. What could disaster? You know these kinds of things. I'm gonna go neutral. Average people find me a bit weird. Yeah, I don't fit in. I think I'm pretty clear on that at this point. I'm a number five on that one. I don't. I mean, I don't think that's accurate for you. Average people finding me weird. You yeah, I don't think average people find you weird. 
oh gosh, you don't know how many times I've been called a homo. Like I'm, I'm just like people, you know, well, that's not weird. People judge me without knowing me. And so it's like, how many times can you be called this? How many times can you be called that? How many times, you know, like a million times over. And um, I think that it's because people don't know how to identify me and they say, Hey, that guy's weird. So they just say something dumb, like, Oh, you're, you're a, you're a homo or you're a, you know, whatever, like just, you know, trying to put some sort of label on it rather than just being like, yeah, you're, you're not like me, but you know, that's okay. Um, I'm, I'm going to put a two on this. I would say that that's accurate. I'm very, I'm, I'm feel like I'm very good at assimilating. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Blend, like you said, blending in is different than fitting in. Um, I like to do things as I've always done them as a four. I'm a five on that one. Yeah. Um, I persist until a task is done. Depends on the task. I'm going to put neutral. I'm neutral on that one too. I spend time trying to discover and correct my faults and weaknesses. Uh, yeah, 100% five on that one. What are you thinking? Where are we at? I spend time trying to discover and correct my faults and weaknesses too. I don't know if, uh, I, I, don't know if I agree with that this year. A neutral. No, I would say a four actually. Really? Yeah, you, you do spend time trying to discover and correct your faults and weaknesses. You've, you've, you've gotten better and better over the course of the last several months in that, which is a testament because um, obviously the pandemic was difficult for you and in a lot of ways. And uh, spending the time to become more self-aware is uh yeah but then i'm i see i'm just thinking about all the things that i'm not correcting but you are but that it's not it's not binary it's not zero or one it's i'm thinking about the you know the the eating the exercising fine i mean but look at all the other growth you've had so what what did you put on that five five (laughs) there's no middle ground with you no, very little. Uh, I hold myself to very high standards. I have a very rare four on this one. Okay, I was going to put four on there too. I'm not, um, I don't always hold myself to the highest standards when it comes to my health. So I'm a natural caretaker. That. What did you put on this? Uh, I put a five. Um, I, I do feel like I help a lot of people. I try to help people. Um, I like to take care of people. Um, I take care of Melissa. I take care of the kids. Um, I feel like I'm. I feel like I I take care of my kids. See, when I think of when when yeah, I'm a natural caretaker, I, I I read that as like like a nurturer. Yeah. Well, do you feel like you are that or not? I feel like I am that. Yeah. Do you feel like I'm not a caretaker? I don't uh, like in in the lens of like nurturing. I I feel like you're not nurturing. I feel like you take care of them. Yes, but. Well, no, I nur- I've nurtured Mateo to the point where he is able to say his ABCs and, you know, count to 10 and he knows a dump truck and a crane and a this and a that. I mean, that's all nurturing a child's emo- um, uh, emotional and intellectual development. I mean, that's nurturing. It's just um, it may not be like, I mean, I love my kid and, and, and kids and um, what did and you put? he'll feel that. What did you put? I put a five. I, I think you should at least knock it down to a four. 
I'm not knocking it down. I mean, I answered the question the way I want to answer the question. <laughs> That's my self-perception. I'm a natural caretaker. Okay. Uh, next question. How was your self-perception? <laughs> One. Um, I want people to admire me. I'm a five on this one. I put neutral. I want to achieve a lot in my life is the next question. I'm going to put four. I'm going to put a five. Yeah. If I'm honest, I feel that I'm a bit better than other people. Now, this is an honesty question, Eric. <laughs> um, I guess I have to put five on this, don't I? I don't know. Oh, man. I don't I like mean, that I'm five, but I feel like I have to put five. I for I mean, for me, I put a two, so that's a rare two. You put a two? <laughs> See... Mm. <laughs> these are all screwed up I'm going to put a 4 I feel a deep sense of grief for what I have lost I put a I'm 1 gonna... on this one what? I put a 1 on this one, no regrets for what I have lost um, if you don't put a 4 or a 5 here I really need you to explain your dinner conversations <laughs> I'd be lost what? I was going to put a 2 no that you. what? yeah you were you have self-admittedly cried at dinner and you have you have no deep sense of grief for what you've lost for what i have lost i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't count my grandma as something that i have lost oh well that was an assumption on my part then no i don't i don't like hang on to to grief i just miss my grandma like I, i'm not like there there's plenty of people out there that are like how do you handle grief and how do you do this and like like I, I don't, I don't think I'm a like a grieving person, and that's for for people and for things that I have lost. On okay. to the on to the next. Yeah, I'm an unusual sort of person. Five for me. We've kind of repeated that question. Uh, I don't know. Do I put do I put four here? Unusual sort of person. I don't think I'm that unusual. Take a stand and use a one or a five. No, I'm going to go neutral. I take time to understand things more deeply than most people do. I'll put a five. I'll put a four. Next page, page four. It is important to me to be prepared for any emergency. Uh, again, I'm going to put a five because I feel like it's a repeat. I'm going to put neutral. I distract myself from any sad feelings that arise. I don't really try to do that, so I'm a neutral on this one, a rare neutral. Two. No. No. Eight. Four. My hesitation was not to, to question your number. I was just going to let you read the next one. I wasn't even looking at you. Four. I was thinking about it a little bit more. So I'm going to put a four. Okay. I often make changes in my life when things get boring. Uh, four. Five. Yeah. Serial entrepreneur. Um, I tend to be more optimistic than most people. I put a four on this one. Put I'm like happy go lucky. Yeah, I'm put a neutral. Um, I tell people what I think, even if it is hard to hear. Um, I put neutral. I put a five on this one. It's not calling people out in this instance. This is a different version, which is. You know, I tell people what I think, even if it's hard to hear. I just assume that they were asking me in this situation. Did you, did you think it was just like uh, maybe you were in like a windy situation and it's difficult for them to hear you? Uh, 
I would rather follow the group than push for what I want. Uh, I would say that I'm neutral in this one. Put two there. I feel most comfortable in organizations with a clear hierarchy. I put a five on this one. Yeah, that's a four. And I've never been a part of one of those things. Um, I take measures to protect myself and my loved ones from harm. I mean, I feel like I'm not actively, like, I don't know. I am and I'm not, so neutral, I guess. I put five on this one. I'm pretty, pretty adamant about not having that happen. I'm a helicopter parent, of course. I make plans for many years in the future. That's going to be a two for me. I put five on this one. Not surprising. (laughs) I'm an unusually unique person. Dustin's going to put five on that one. Um, I'm going to put a two. I would actually disagree with you on your two. I think you are a unique person. I would have thought that you would have picked a three on this one. Unusual is the word that really trips it up. Um, I think that most people would not understand your um, your joys that you get out of doing things like sequester and, right. and, and things to that nature. So, I mean, three or four is really where I would place you on that one. How many people make a career out of being a wedding DJ? There you go. I didn't really. Okay. Yeah. Unusually unique. So uh, I dislike trying new methods or procedures. I put a number one on that. Not surprising. Put a neutral on that. I focus my responsibilities on my responsibilities and duties. I put uh, a four on this one, a rare four, because I really do not. Uh, I don't always do that, but I do like to focus on what I need to what I need to take care of business on. Put a neutral on that. Uh, I read books that help me be more productive or better at what I do. I actually have not read a book in a dozen or more years, um, but I do like reading articles, short form articles uh, that uh, teach me how to be more productive and better at what I do. So I put a five on this one. <laughs> you you had me go in one direction and then you swung right back around to the opposite side. <laughs> I haven't read a book in years. Five. The question is, I read books. I don't read books, but I read like versions of books. So I think that the the essence of the question is, do you read about being more productive and better at what you do? And I do. I'm going to put a four. I have many, many books, many leather bound books. Smells of rich mahogany. I don't always read them. Um, I put a lot of pressure on myself to do things right. I'm neutral on this one, man. What? Out of everything that you're given a five to just arbitrarily, you're not going to give a five on this one? I don't put a lot of pressure on myself to do think myself to do things right. Tremendous amount of pressure on yourself. Not to do it right. I do to do it, but not to do it right. Mm, I would disagree with that. I'm gonna put a four. Okay, I'm switching this answer to a four for you. It's the only one I'm gonna switch. Um, I take the initiative to help other people and make their lives easier. I'm gonna be neutral on that. I wanna be a number five on that one. Depends on the person. Oh, 100% agree on that. So how can you be five? Oh, well, you just agree most, for... I would say most people, I would say the, the overwhelming majority of people, I would take the initiative to help other people and make their lives easier. Even if it negatively affects me. I'm a, I'm a helper. I'm a people pleaser. Put in effort to make a good impression on other people. Yep. I'm going to be neutral on that one. I'm going to be a number uh, four on that one. 
I set ambitious goals for myself. Five. I don't I don't work with goals. I'll put two. I'm an important member of my social groups. I think we've already talked about this one. I'm a five on that one. Four. I feel like I'm talking over you and no one's going to hear me because that's how it, the, the podcast the last few have been. You're fine. I'm used to it. No, I just mean when. Kidding. Just the way the audio is. Like I'll be saying something at the end of your sentence and they can't hear it. All right. Uh, we got, is the last page different? Um Yes. Format. Okay. Yeah. This is page five. We're we're already in an hour. Yeah, I know. I can describe my emotions in a lot of depth and detail. Um, I'm gonna say neutral on that. Uh, I think it's no surprise to anybody. I'm a number five on that. I often feel like an outsider. Put four. Is this like imposter syndrome? I actually have a number four on that as well. That's I think that's one of the first ones that we've actually been the same on. Um, I find my mind to be a very interesting place. Five. I'm going to be neutral on that. And I think the yeah. next one you already answered, which is I'm always aware of what can go wrong in a situation. Oh, yeah. Five. Uh, I have many ways of avoiding situations that get me down. I have a neutral on this one. Oh, man. I have many ways. I don't do the the many ways. Is that different? Yeah. Um, I have many ways. I, I know a lot of things that can get me out of like a funk, but doesn't mean I do them. Sometimes I just lean into the funk. Mm, yeah. Um, so I, I put a four there though still. Is that... Yeah, that's fine. Um, I'm always up for a new adventure. Let me go I'm neutral on this one. We both are. Um, I believe that things usually work out for the best. I'm going to put a four on that. Uh, I'm going to say neutral on that one. I stand up for what I believe in, even if it upsets other people. Uh, I mean, I'm I, if I'm going to answer this, I'm going to be neutral on this one too, because I feel like we all have an opportunity for growth at some point in our life, and you should never have the kind of conviction where you have a closed mind to something. Is that what this is talking about though? Me. That's what speaks to me in this question, especially as of late. Cause that's like, I literally have that tattooed on my body. What? But I don't, I don't relate that to this question. What do you have tattooed on your body? I have my, one of my first tattoos. It was on my wrist here. It says it's a Japanese it says Shoshin, which is beginner's mind. Which means you should always approach things as if you're a beginner and never an expert. So there's always room to learn. Yeah. And so I, I think that I stand up for what I believe in could mean, you know, having conviction. And that's a good thing unless you, it means that you have a closed mind. Mm-hmm. And I feel like far too many times people are like, well, I believe in this and that's, this is what I believe in. And, and, and that's great. But if you're not willing to listen to people, then, you know, standing up for what you believe in, even if it upsets other people, no thank you. Go away. See, I don't I think belief in something is different than knowledge of something. Well, a lot of knowledge these days is subjective. I mean, it's the world that we live in. I know, but 
that's why I'm neutral on this. I don't I don't feel like it's one way. It's not an absolute. I believe that you should have beliefs and I believe that you should have conviction, but I do not believe at the expense of other people should that uh, that belief get in the way of things. Sure, but if you relate this back to our, you know, our episodes on, you know, George Floyd and Black Lives Matter. Sure. That's that's what I relate this to. Not like having a belief in someone and not being an open mind to something. I don't know. I'm putting a four for that one. Okay, I let other people's take the I let other people take the lead. Um, I would say that I'm a four on this one. I'm gonna put neutral. I dislike people who disrupt things by breaking the rules. I'm a five on this one. Yeah, five, big time. I make alliances with people who can help me stay safe and secure. Yeah, a hundred percent five. Interesting. I'm gonna go four. You waiting for me? Uh, I'm often looking ahead toward what is coming next. I'm a five on this one. Yeah, this isn't about the future. This is another imminent question, right? Yes. Four. Um, I have different interests than most people. Four. Yeah, you're a five on that one, buddy. I'm sorry to break it to you. (laughs) What? Everybody doesn't love ORGs and get Admiral Akbar tattoos? and Definitely not. Traditional way of doing things is the best way. I'm a one on this. I'm going to go with two. Big fart. I'm a responsible and reliable person. Uh, I would say that relatively speaking, yes, I am a responsible and somewhat reliable person. So I put a four. I feel like those two shouldn't be lumped together. Mm, good good point. I'm responsible oh, yeah, being neutral. Okay. I have a lot of plans for how I can improve myself. Clearly a five. I'm going neutral. Go for it. I, uh, I make sure that even the small de- smallest details are correct. Uh, I'm a two on this one. Say four. I enjoy caring for others and their needs. I'm a five on this one. Say four. I, you know what? I'm a four on that one. <laughs> I like being helpful. <laughs> But caring for others and their needs is a little different of a thing. I'm actually I'm gonna go neutral on that one. Whoa. That's a big jump. That's a that's a really different question. Okay. I want to be uh, a person that others can look up to. I'm I'm neutral on that one too. I was gonna say neutral. Uh, I push myself to succeed. I'm a five on that one for sure. Put four. Page six. Wait, I thought this was going to be different. I thought it was too. It was different in the Myers-Briggs. Yeah, it was. Um, I make important contributions to my community. I'm a one on that one. Why? We're here. We're we're doing this. Yeah, but this is a... I mean, okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, I'll go four on that one. No, I'm going to go five on that one. I'm going to do five. Wait, hold on. Hold on a second. I was thinking about it in terms of like my local government. No, no, I'm no your city. <laughs> yeah. I think they would write like your city or <laughs> yeah. So I guess in terms of my community, like my yes, and you're a member of um, you know a few different communities and you make contributions to them. Yeah, I hundred percent. Yeah, I'm gonna go with a four. I rarely have strong emotions. I'm gonna go with a two on that. 
uh, inaccurate for me. One, um, I feel I never truly belong in social groups. Uh, I'm going to be inaccurate. Number one, on that. same Z's. Go for it. Uh, I want to learn as much as I can about how the world works. A hundred percent. Number five. Um, I don't want to learn about everything about how the world works. Just some things. I'm going to put neutral. No, four. Yeah. Because I want to learn about this stuff, but not everything. Yeah. Um, It is important for me to understand what can go wrong in a situation. Uh, Four. I take steps to ensure... I'm a a five on that one. Um, I take steps to ensure I don't feel sad or lonely. Um, I'm a neutral on this kind of stuff, so... I'm going to go with two. Trying new things keeps life interesting. Number five. Four. I am an upbeat person. I'm going to go with the two. Five. <laughs> I'm usually the one to take a stand when others won't. Um, it's three. I'm between three and four on this. Ooh. Well, I'm a neutral on this one for sure because um, I believe in a fair and equitable conversation about things. So I'm not taking a stand usually, but I would like to hear other people out. You're a fancy fencerton. I'm a fancy fencerton. Fancy fencerton. That's a fancy somebody fencerton. that sits on the fence. I'm a yeah. I'm fen- I'm fence for sure. All right. I'm going to put a four just so I can be higher than you on that one. Other people have stronger opinions than I do. Not often. Wait. Hold on. What are you putting for this one? One. Other people have stronger opinions than I do. But you just got done saying in several questions that you won't take a stand on things. Okay, and let's evaluate that. I'm not going to take a stand. I have an opinion, and I'm willing to be... I have a strong opinion, and I'm willing to listen. <sighs> this is what people don't understand about me, Eric. They don't understand a, a moderate. They don't understand somebody that can be socially liberal and fiscally conservative. They don't understand yeah. everybody that wants to take you an extreme. And guess what? I do have strong opinions. And guess what? I was raised in a bubble that seriously impacted my view of other people and I'm continually growing because my strong opinions sometimes are wrong and I'm willing to admit that. Okay. Cool down, buddy. Somebody's going to write a, a three-star review on you. No, I think everybody, yeah, fine. Let them write a, a, a three-star review on the, on calling me a raging liberal or a raging conservative. Cause I'm, you know, somewhere in the middle. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, I love this. You're making me so happy. Everyone has a role to play in society and a duty to do their best. Number five. You you put five for this, you said? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to put a neutral. I'm protecting what I have. Four for me. Yeah. You put five? Five. Um, I have a good sense of what my future holds. I'm going to go with a neutral. Five. I am an average person with ordinary likes and dislikes. One. Two. I try new things, of, new ways of doing things just to see if they will work. A five. I'm going to put a four. I have a great deal of willpower. One. Yeah, one for me as well. Is that my first one? No. 
Self-improvement is a major interest of mine. <laughs> this is a loaded question. I'm going to put a five um, because it is an interest of mine. It's just not always good follow through. Yeah. who uh, Who's going to answer anything like, well, I'm, I'm, I'll throw a five on that one. It's a, it isn't, I'm interested in improving myself. Mm-hmm. Actually. Actually doing it is a totally different story. Get my results. What is your Enneagram? What uh, what did you get? What did you get? Well, are we going through? It doesn't tell you the nine types. Oh, there it is. Three, four, six. Holy shit. Um, I mean, I got a 98% match on one of them. Oh, well, you can see my screen. Shit. What'd you get? Uh, so I got a six. You got a six. So what? How much of a match on six? Uh, how do you see that? Scroll down. Oh, nine, 99 percent match. And what's your second highest? Because I think they usually go by like like I would be an eight six. Yeah, that is accurate. I'm a six three. Six three. Yeah. So mine would be challenger and skeptic oh yeah yeah for sure um but you're 99 percent skeptic no i am yeah i'm 99 percent skeptic uh with a, a type three oh. the achiever sixes are preoccupied with security seek safety and like to be prepared for problems a helicopter parent yes that's entirely 100 percent me although i like to think of myself as an eight which is the challenger um, but oftentimes, uh, I don't think that I have, um, I don't have the, the, the kind of like, f- uh, fortitude to be able to stand up for what I believe in. So, uh, oftentimes I let others kind of railroad me. And, um, and so that's why, you know, I like to focus more on six and three. Um, I am a 78% match on eight. Um, but, um, I, you know, I think that, uh, this is all great information, and um, um, if you scroll down, it says your top three personality superpowers, and then it gives it shows you one of them. What, what's your top superpower? Uh, risk awareness. <laughs> Mine is individualism. Uh, I could have guessed that. All right, and then we have some some links about parenting and how this relates. Type one, type two. What would you say? Type six. Yep. All right. So relating this to parenting, type six would be the loyalist. Enneagram Institute wrote the loyalist, the committed security uh, oriented type, engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. That's pretty good. Um, As parents, our baby gates have baby gates. We're the only ones who can open them. My husband and I are both type six. This is someone just recounting them. Um, We can't, we cannot on one hand, uh, they forgot the word count, count the times we've hired a babysitter who wasn't, oh, we can count on one hand. Times we've hired a babysitter who wasn't related to us. Needless to say, this can be a bit smothering for our children. My son actually said to me yesterday, I'm not actually going to die if I forget to brush my teeth. <laughs> In my head, I was thinking, but why risk it? Um, all right, so I'm number eight. 
The challenger or warrior is the strong and dominating type. They are natural leaders, self-confident and assertive. The alpha type personality depends on no one and never shows signs of vulnerability. This can be a hard place to be as a parent, especially when you're trying to raise well-rounded children in an emotionally safe space where they feel they can be vulnerable. Eights will have a hard time leading by example in this arena. Mm-hmm. Let me just tell you this about a six. Uh, one of the things about a six, if you're a six, is accepting that you're safe and secure and not to overwhelm your kids with your own fears. Okay. And, uh, you know, being a helicopter parent and having a kid that's crawling versus the first one that didn't, my Lord, talk about anxiety. Um, you know, there's so many different things he can pull himself up on that can fall over and stuff. Um, it's really about trusting your instincts and learning how to take healthy risks and making sure that you're teaching your kids how to be present in the moment because that's all you have. And if you can do that, um, then you're going to show your kids how to be courageous and you're going to show your kids that, you know, things it's okay to, to go outside of your comfort zone. And um, I think that's, you know, that's what I hope to be someday. It's good to be conscious of that. I mean, I was an 85 on, on uh, six. What was your, what was your three percentage? My three percentage it was uh, a 92% match. So it was both of 90. Yeah. yeah. Damn. That makes sense. It says threes want to be successful and admired by other people and very conscious of their public image. Um, type three parents are busy and organized. They encourage their family members to be goal oriented and active on the negative side. They can become over controlling and impatient putting too much focus on achievement. I mean, these it embodies exactly. These are pretty good. These are pretty straight on. Um, just to, to go through the others. Um, what uh, type one is the perfectionist. And as far as parents are concerned, type one would be parents that are seeking a perfect world. They diligently, they work diligently to improve themselves and teach their children responsibility and strong moral values. On the negative side, ones can become highly critical and judgmental of themselves and others. Mm-hmm. Surprised I didn't have a higher percentage than that. Um, two the giver parents are very warm and encouraging they listen well and are playful at times however they can become overly concerned worrying too much about everyone else's needs what um what'd you get into Ooh, that's um that's a good one i had an 82 percent match on that, oh, that surprised me either pick these out I'm very predictable <laughs> I, mean, no, I mean just reading i'm okay type four type four is See, all my other ones, like I had the 98 on 8, and I had a 85 on 6. Everything else, the closest I got on anything else was, was 69 and 5, and everything else was lower than that. Hmm. Um, type 4, indi- uh, the individualist. Wait, didn't they just say that? Oh, that was just my superpower, individualism. Um, type four parents want a unique connection with their children. They are warm and compassionate and encourage their children to get in touch with their feelings. However, their focus of attention can easily go 
to what is missing in their lives and can be melancholy and sad. Oof. So can I just, I, I mean, I kind of want to wrap this part up. Um, I mean, I, mean, I want to hit all the types real quick for any, everybody that's doing it. Say one thing real quick. I, and I think that you're kind of hitting on this, you know, in each one. And that is that, you know, this is about, a ju- you know, the reason you should take this test is to know your type and help, you know, understand yourself better mm-hmm. and what motivates you and what triggers you, right? So that in turn, you can really give kind of this really fundamental, important uh, insight to yourself as a parent to help you with your strengths and and to parent better and to make adjustments mm-hmm. and, and to see what you're deficient in. Like I recognize through this that I have, you know, helicopter syndrome. So I really need to make sure that I'm doing everything I can to not make my kid feel like not brushing his teeth is the end of the world. Sometimes it's okay to skip brushing your teeth, you know, and don't be a helicopter parent. Let the kid crawl around the house. If he gets hurt, you know, as long as you're not doing anything negligent, you know, make it happen. Like, so I think making those adjustments, it, 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 it results in more well-rounded children. And that's, you know, that's the goal for most people. All right. Well, I was, yeah. um, so type five was next, the investigator. And as I was reading this one, I was like, oh, well, this is me too. And, and this was the one where I got the next, my third highest number on. Um, type five parents can be kind, perceptive, devoted, and knowledgeable. They can also find it difficult to relate on an emotional level and may withdraw to have some quiet adult time. <laughs> mm. um, this description of six is nice. I like this one. This was uh, type six parents can show up in two different ways. They can be very loving and devoted to their children with a strong sense of loyalty and humor. However, some sixes are constantly scanning for danger fearing the worst case scenario, which can develop anxiety in their children. Uh, Others confront fears and can become overly assertive, which can overwhelm their children. Both these characteristics can appear in the same person. What do you think about that description for parenting? Yeah, I would, I I think that, uh, again, something to be conscious of how you, that affects your parenting style. Type seven is the enthusiast. Type 7 parents are full of energy and optimism for their family. They seek out fun things for their children to do. They enjoy being happy and playing. However, when this upbeat energy is overplayed, the 7 parent can be overwhelming to their children, leaving them feeling neither seen nor heard. This, yeah, this is like, uh, man, this is the kind of person that I hate. I mean, not hate, but... Yeah, just not I, like... I don't want to be around this person. Right. Um. Type 8 parents are strong protectors of their children. They are loyal, caring, involved, and devoted. However, their intensity can also be overbearing for their family. Hmm. Um, I don't know. What, does that describe me? I think I like the other one better. Yeah, the other one's a little bit more accurate. Um, type 9 parents. Type 9 is the peacemaker. Parents are good listeners, meditators, uh, mediators, and can merge into the world world of their children they're easygoing and flexible but can also be stubborn and overly permissive with their children i'm surprised i wasn't higher on that one yeah that is a little surprising 
Um, Myers Briggs, what did uh, what did you get on that? You know, that was an interesting one because I take I've taken that one before, um, and I always thought I was an um, I thought I thought I was an INTP or something like that, or INFP or something ENTP. I was an ENTP, and uh, I actually am an ENFP. So, um, ENFPs are people-centered creators with a focus on possibilities and a contagious enthusiasm for new ideas, people, and activities. Energetic, warm, passionate ENFPs love to be helping other people explore their creative potential. So, was that your was that your very good match? Yes. Did you only have one very good match? I had two. The other ones listed below it. Um, but uh, this one, so th- what's interesting is that the, f- the first letter is introvert or extrovert, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm what they call uh, an omniavert, where when I'm put in social situations, like being on a podcast, I can be very extroverted. Mm-hmm. Whereas, generally speaking, I don't like being around people. I'm completely content sitting on the couch by myself, which makes me an introvert. So the differences between the NFP uh, what, being, was your, what was your percentages on the introversion versus extroversion? Uh, so I'm 58% extroverted and 42% introverted. Oh, interesting. And I've, I've actually gotten tests where I'm, it's even closer than that, mm-hmm. where it's like 52, 48. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm 56, 44 the other way. You're what? 56, 44. So 56. Oh, so you're pretty, you're pretty even as well. 44% extroverted, which makes sense because you're like, when I'm doing this, there's the extroversion thing. And when I'm DJing wedding, there's the extroversion thing. Yeah. But that, other than that, you know, I'm, uh, and I'm, when I'm not with like my you know, close friends, I'm, I'm fairly introverted until I feel comfortable in a situation. Right. Um, I got, I got ESTP. Ooh, S. Wow. I, I don't know how. Um, yeah. I, I, maybe I'm better off on the other very good match, but ESTPs, it says, are energetic thrill seekers. That doesn't really describe me. Who are um, at their best when putting out fires, whether literal or metaphorical, they bring a sense of dynamic energy to their interactions. <laughs> this is not me. Yeah, With I other- do not feel like that's you at all. You answered some bad questions. All right. Then what's I- ISTP? is the craftsperson are observant artisans with an understanding of mechanics and an interest in troubleshooting. They approach their environments with a flexible logic, looking for practical solutions to the problems at hand. That is very much me. Yeah, I would agree with that a lot more. You know, what's interesting about this is Mm -hmm. that when you talk about the differences between perceiving and judging, I feel like I'm a really judgmental person most of the time. Um, But that's like my own you know, perception of myself. And according to this, I'm 71% perceiving and 29% judging. So, um, I don't know. It's just all very interesting. It was fairly moderate and everything. The perceiving and judging was my biggest, um, difference. And that was only 60, 40 thinking, feeling, yeah, thinking and feeling was 57, 43, which makes sense. Cause I, I tend to err on the side of logic rather than, feels mm-hmm. well 
Um, we learned a lot about ourselves. Yeah, we should. I feel like we should probably skip the book for today. Yeah, we'll <laughs> go ahead and skip the book. Books. Yeah. So again, um, I uh, wanted to kind of keep it on the topic. The uh, so this book is maybe not a children's book. Um, but I'll couple it with uh, a children's book in just a second here. The book for this week is The Enneagram of Parenting the Nine Types of Children and How to Raise Them Successfully. Uh, this was uh, published in 97, actually, by Elizabeth Wagel, Waggle, and um, it's $13.82 in paperback. Um, and uh, basically, uh, this book is, uh, you know, kind of talks about how, uh, you know, with some cartoons and stuff like that, um, children's personality traits. Um, any any closing thoughts here, Eric? I'm ready for bed. I am as well. Thank you very much for joining us tonight at New Dad, Newer Dad. Uh, Eric's going to put an intro at the beginning of this, reminding everybody about our newly launched uh, Clubhouse. Uh, oh, Clubhouse. Stuff. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll put something up at the front. And um, all the great stuff with uh, Patreon and all that stuff. Uh, we, we encourage you to take this test. We encourage you to read the results, be honest with yourselves, uh, and please make adjustments in your life, have the kind of growth that, uh, is really important to be a more effective parent. And, uh, we really hope that this helps somebody out there. And, um, I think that's pretty much it for, for today, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, you know what they say here at new dad, newer dad, be a dad. Be a real dad. Read a book to your kids. Bye. Bye.